podcast running. Let's get this epiphany going. Because this is just such an embarrassing, shameful, deeply violent, inexcusable moment. And um, it's just really wild to be a person that works in a corrupt institution, which is what Congress is. And to try and be a normal person surrounded by so much decay and moral emptiness that frankly transcends party is very difficult. Um, Lay down. I was up until 5 o'clock in the morning last night. I could not sleep thinking about those babies and thinking about those educators and thinking about those families and thinking about not just Texas, but Buffalo and California, Sandy Hook and Tree of Life and and First Emmanuel and on and on and on and on and the thing is is like it's not it's not just gun violence there's so many different areas and issues where all of us agree if not all an overwhelming amount of us agree and congress still can't get their shit together Well, that was cute. So, welcome aboard all to Americana, the American way, on uh, Rumble and all your podcast platforms. Uh, Find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. So, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez... The gift that keeps on giving, uh, if you're a podcaster uh, or a, I don't know, somebody just follows politics, she was having an epiphany that Washington, D.C. is corrupt. Now, she was going into the gun violence uh, that's erupted around the nation. It's really, really scary and sad, uh, frankly. But she's talking about Washington, D.C. being a corrupt place. Congress being a corrupt institution. She's just now realizing this. She didn't think it was going to be this way when she ran for office. Uh, Mind you, from everything I've read or heard learned uh, she answered a casting call by an outfit called the Justice Democrats and they were looking for people who looked the part that they could get elected people who could be electable and she fit the role 
That's about how it goes. And and it didn't matter that these these people weren't uh, versed in politics, were not experienced, didn't know policy. Justice Democrats and their supporters and so on and so forth said, "Well, we'll we'll learn them later about policy." and the ins and outs of Washington, D.C. Now, I hope, you know, I've lost faith in this woman. I See, now her passion for politics and life and helping people starts to glimmer through. But she's also so stuck in uh, extreme cultural, political, left, this view that everything she says is distorted and so her looks which is what obviously brought me to like her to begin with <laughs> okay she was she's an attractive woman and I'm a cigar smoking beer drinking redneck white trash guy with a soft spot for pretty women, okay? That that aside, haha, yeah, you male chauvinist pig, blah, blah, son of a bitch, whatever you want to call me. But she realizes her own political party is corrupt, the Democrat Party is corrupt. Even people within this uh, progressive Democrat or socialist Democrat side of the party are probably corrupt too. I'm sure she gets money from lobbyists in different places. Uh, She's not living in a multi-million dollar apartment wearing designer clothes on a congressional salary. Okay. But I'm glad she's had this epiphany moment. But there are many more epiphanies she needs to have or uh, common sense moments. Uh, I'm not sure where this is going to lead. I, I'm sure she she could leave Washington right now and be a professional speaker, professional uh, liar on PMSNBC or CNN or uh, some streaming platform and make a lot of money. But we'll see. That was uh, when I started watching that video. I was looking for a different uh, video of hers on Instagram, but I found that one instead. I don't know what the the other hour of ramble is about, but I thought that little epiphany about how corrupt DC is and how it transcends parties was kind of interesting coming from her. Let's uh, take a reset moment and come back and have some more fun with AOC and some of her her fun thoughts and feelings about uh, life and such and so forth.
so this other video of hers everybody what's up now I really think that one of the most effective things that we can do is to help people whose rights are being attacked right now access the health care and the abortion care that they need um, the Supreme Court has long been radicalized something to give excuse me let me get to the spot I want to be at here on this video. Whether my values and whether my my personal um, perspective led me to carry a pregnancy or not is no one else's business but my own. And it could have been my choice. And whether it was my religious values or not led me to what you know whatever that may be that's the point is that your future and your life can belong to you and um it is not anybody's no person no man no person can take your body can ethically take your body with and use it how they want without your consent whether and and that is exactly what republicans are doing right now wait for they are it. taking women's bodies and forcing them forcing themselves upon women's bodies forcing their opinions forcing their perspective on women's bodies without their consent they are violating not just women but trans people and non-binary people in this country. So all these people, they're, they, these, I'm sorry, it's, it's, I have a lot of, um, I'm really trying not to curse right now. <laughs> I'll just curse you, idiot. But they are forcing themselves on our bodies without our consent. And they are trying to legislate that in the law. And that is what, that is honestly the similarity between rape culture and these horrifying anti-choice forced birth laws. Forced Directly. birth laws. Comparing saving the life of an unborn child who Comparing wanting to save the life of an unborn child to rape. Now she's not she's not lobbying for an exception within the abortion laws to uh, allow an abortion in the case of rape or incest. She's literally accusing Republicans of being the equivalent of someone who goes out and rapes a woman or I guess a trans person or a non-binary, whatever the hell non-binary is. Uh, she's doing all of this. This is ludicrous. This is complete insanity. Where, where in the hell do you get the idea 
that saying there's a body growing within your body that has rights and can be put up for adoption if you don't want to keep it equivalent to rape I'm on the record that rape is a vile disgusting thing and it should not be used for political posturing as a political stump speech in the way she is using it right now and there are Democrats very few and far between that are pro-life So, this girl, I tell you, she's so all over the place. And if you can find this other video in her Instagram, I'll link it in the description. I'll link some of her videos. I couldn't find the one I was looking for, but there are times when she sounds like a child who just discovered something new. We'll get to that here. I had to take notes on it because uh, I could only find uh, someone else's op-ed of it. But she somehow thinks that she's related to Native Americans and has a common history with them. She goes through this whole spiel of, you know, when I was standing there with the Lakota Sioux... Which, by the way, some Lakota Indians, Native Americans, whatever, indigenous people, first indigenous people, okay, whatever I'm supposed to say, find being called Sioux a derogatory term. But to clarify some of this this nonsense about Native Americans. First of all, they fought one another for land going back to the 1500s. This uh, part of South Dakota, the Black Hills, and where Mount Rushmore is located, um, it's claimed by the Lakota tribe, but they took the land from the Cheyenne, and the Cheyenne tribe took it from somebody else before that. AOC went on in this other video to talk about uh, African ancestors being brought to the island, meaning Puerto Rico, as slaves. Um, here's a little fact for you, AOC. She's proud of her Puerto Rican heritage, and that's great. I'm proud of my Irish heritage, but I, I identify as 100% uh, American by the grace of God. But the Africans who were brought to the Puerto Rican island, and she talks about how the, the African culture and the Puerto Rican culture uh, integrated and in song and dance and things like that. Those Africans were brought there as slaves, as she points out. They were brought there as slaves by Spain. 
Puerto Rican people AOC didn't spring up out of the ground in Puerto Rico. They were Spanish conquistadors, explorers, people claiming land in the name of Spain, and they brought slaves with them. So the slaves you're talking about, you forget to point out that they were brought there by the Spaniards and the Portuguese in the 1500s. We also know that she forgets to point out that she has a disliking of the United States support for Israel, which kind of makes you anti-Semitic and racist by your own standards, by her own standards. But she feels that way because members of the squad, uh, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, are outright anti-Semites and outright anti-Israel. A factoid about Native American progression to the Americans. The, before it was America, we understand that. When it was just, it was new, the new world to them, right? Just like it was the new world to Columbus and the Europeans. The people that migrate here that are known as Native Americans came from Asia. I learned this in like fifth grade, and it's kind of come back to me in, in more recent years. Uh, but yeah, I remember learning this in the fifth grade. They came across via a Siberian area, from the area of Siberia, by a land bridge that doesn't exist anymore, that's covered in water. So what makes them native? She wants to say she, she feels a similarity, a cultural heritage with them, she shares a cultural history. Um, how? Who, what, when, where, why? But this girl's, she's just a walking, talking meme. You know, everything she says can so easily and so laughably be turned into a meme. You know, when she's talking about this, uh, shared history or shared ancestry between the Native Americans and Puerto Ricans. It's like she's a child who's learned something new in school and can't wait to run home and tell mom and dad or share. You know, there was always that kid in school. They would, you know, you go to your different classes and you'd come back to homeroom or the dormitory. Oh man, today in uh, social studies or today in uh, geography, is it geography? Yeah. Yeah, geography class. I learned this and this and this about how these people traveled from this land to that land. Or I remember sit, I was listening to. Uh, I was waiting for actually uh, a a presentation by the legendary 
Jane Goodall. And I got to sing happy birthday to Jane Goodall uh, at this address she was giving at University of Akron. It was open to the public. I went to Kent State, a, a much finer institution. Okay, I can't bullshit you. Um, anyways, but I didn't go to University of Akron. And there was this girl in front of me who's talking to her parents. She's like, yeah, like, yeah, like, there hasn't been, like, a major war of, like, realignment in the world in, like, 500 or 1,500 years. I can't remember if it was five or 1,500 and I'm sitting there thinking, um, there was this little shindig in the 40s and 30s that um, kind of redrew the map of the world and changed hegemony from Europe and England over to the United States. Maybe you've heard of that. <laughs> but that's how like these young people are. And she, she reminds me of like a, someone in their late teens from like 18 to 22 or maybe even younger they learn some little fact some little nugget they get some idea in their head and it just so embroils them and draws out their passion but they don't have wisdom within them to convey it or to just let it sink in and set and just set there she has to make she makes it sound like she's educating and informing the rest of us with her knowledge and her great wisdom and her epiphanies. And it's like, no, this is um, common sense to everybody else. You're not edumatating anybody. You're not helping anybody with these great philosophical Instagram hour-long rambles or lies as it were the case of the January 6th story. So anyways, that's my little spiel on AOC, the walking, talking meme. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Keep my family in your prayers, please. Um, we, we've had a death in the family and are, are going through a transitional time in our lives. And, uh, Thanks for listening and watching, and have yourself a stogie. Hug a hug a friend, a friend, a family member, a pet, because you you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. God bless y'all once again.